0: Jeff, Jeff, Jeff. Jeff, 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 Jeff. J E F F Jeff. J E F F Jeff. Stein is our national and presidential expert, Jeff, noted Jeff, author Find Jeff. his books over at Next Chapter Books as well as totallyiowa.com. The Iowa Politics Report and the Iowa Business Report come to us from KXEL and Cedar Falls, Waterloo. Hi, Jeff.
1: Matthew, you are a sight for sore eyes. And i I looked up at the screen. I was making notes. I looked up <laughs> at the screen, and you were coming back to the chair. I didn't realize. I mean, I see the brace that you're wearing across yeah. the front. Do, do you have like a whole medical team and a backpack in the back? What's going on? I've got, got that
0: the Darth Vader pod behind me in this wall. I Man. need to get in there. <laughs> it, just, it helps me. <laughs>
1: I mean, folks, the man walks back to his chair, and it's like he's – I don't I, – you know, Major Matt Mason and the Mattel jetpack from the 60s is what it looked like. But uh, I'm glad to see you're back in studio. That is so good.
0: <laughs> the jetpack. I can only wish – you know, I'm more machine than man now, and, uh, you know, I'm not really cool with this. That RoboCop, that was not a good thing, man. I, I've, I've kind of figured that one out on
1: my own. Uh, well, you know, maybe uh, AI – You'll be living A.I. soon enough.
0: Oh, good. Well, at least then I'll look better because I've seen all the A.I. images of people. So uh, at least I'll look like I'm a Victorian princess or something like that. Princess. You're
1: a Victorian princess. Uh,
0: Damn right I am. We cannot
1: unsee that. but, But it's very good to see you back in the chair.
0: Oh, um, okay. I can, okay, I can make the joke. I'm a little less hairy than Queen Victoria. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Why would I hey, say it's, such a
1: horrible thing? It's not wrong if you can back it up with that.
0: Well, it's, I think that's. We'll, we'll have to get through that thicket, anyway. Oh uh, wow! There, there you go. Thank you. Um, Mike Pence was in town, Minneapolis, Saint Paul, city of 3.6 million people. He had 70 people show up for him today. I I think the reason why he, you know, it's okay. He's a former vice president. He exactly didn't exactly have the 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 greatest boss. But I think that the the reality is, is Trump Trump picked kind of like George H.W. Bush picking quail. He picked a guy who he knew there was just no chance on the planet could actually win the White House on their own, but looked, you know, and i mean, like regal enough for the position. And I I just I think the thing that Mike Pence doesn't realize is he's the last one to figure that one out.
1: Well, it's it's and the Quayle example is great because Quayle thought he was a presidential nominee. For five minutes. Well, I told you, I told you about
0: that. I told you about that interview I did with him back at uh, KASI KCCQ. I I talked to him when he was going to do the Iowa straw poll in two thousand, and he came up and he said, "I'm from Colorado, so I'm from the Midwest." And I'm like, "Sweet Jesus, man, no, Colorado is not the Midwest." You know, it's just, but it was kind of like he was so ill prepared for it. I mean, he didn't last long. I think he was the first one out. But
1: well, and, and the thing, and we've talked about this before on your fine radio program. Trump wanted to pick someone who would not overshadow him. Yeah, exactly. And and you know realistically you want someone this is a tricky thing for any presidential nominee. You want your number 2, your vice presidential choice to be able to fill in if needed. God forbid, but you don't want them to be so competent that the audience is looking going, you know, kind of like the other guy. And <laughs> Pence fit that well. He looks good he, This is central casting, yeah. right? You want to pick a, a presidential, uh, you know, an actor to play president? Yeah, he'd be fine. Uh, you'll notice uh, he right now is speaking just down the road, and I could be there. But I said, no, Wednesdays at 3.30, that's Matt time. <laughs> and I am not leaving the building. I don't care if he was vice president. He knows where I am. And so you're welcome.
0: I, of course, first of all, he's not Trump's. Never going to live in Pence's shadow because Pence actually generates light. Anyway, uh, he's kinda, he's kind of like a nightlight. You know, you can put him in your kid's room, and the kids won't get well. They'll get scared at night, but for different reasons. Anyway, there, go. there you go. Uh, no, I know he's down there, and yeah. you know he, they're all into this. It, it's now the primary, and I'll get to DeSantis, and I'm going to get to Nikki Haley here in a second. Yeah. But the it, you know he's up here. It's all about transgender, transgender, transgender. The problem – and, I, and I, I brought this up this last segment. I said, OK, why is the media not just asking? It's like, so your policy is you want to be able to legally discriminate against transgender people. That's the policy, which it is. That's kind of what they want to do. And no one is asking that question. But when they do start asking that question, there's no real good answer to that question outside of trying to scream parental rights. But that's kind of where they're going. They know this is how you win the Republican primary, the, the scramble to the far right. But, I, you know, if this is all they're bringing to the table in 2024, transgender, 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 I don't know if that's going to be enough for them to to, to get 20 percent of the non-Republican, far-right Republican vote.
1: It's not even a popular issue, frankly, among many Republicans.
0: No, it isn't, it's, actually. Yeah. You know,
1: and so here's the problem with Pence and to a lesser extent, but also with Nikki Haley. Since you mentioned her yes. and she's now officially a candidate and no, I'm not going to go see her uh, next week either. <laughs> yeah, okay, Because again, where's she, time.
0: where's she, where's she, where's she going to be in your town next week?
1: She's going to be in Cedar Rapids.
0: Well, get that's get her for the show, man. Let me, uh, let me ask her <laughs> a
1: few questions. Get her for the show. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we'll send sure. her.
0: We'll send her own video stream link. And I mean, I mean, I'll let you ask the first question, but I got the second one. Okay,
1: <laughs> I, bet. I bet. You know, I'm looking to to my left. Tulsi Gabbard sat in that chair right there. So we we bring people on. Oh, uh, do I do. But but again, they know where I am. They wow. come here because you know I'm kind of a big deal. Oh, okay. To quote Ron Burgundy, <laughs> people know me, man. But so here's the problem with Pence and to a lesser degree Haley. They have no natural constituency. No. Okay. And this is a huge problem. Because Pence is not going to win over the Trumpicans, right? The people who voted for Trump think to a large degree think Pence is a traitor. Yes. And they're not about to vote for him. Yes. But because Pence was aligned with Trump, you've got the other side who think, well, you know, he's he's really not one of us. And A lot of Republicans forget the Trump aspect. They didn't think that Pence was a good foot soldier in the abortion debate. Mm -hmm. And so he has no constituency. So that's why I would suggest he wants to show up at the religious right conferences, why he wants to bring up an issue that really isn't an issue right now, and that is that very school district that you referenced in the last segment. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, there's no real fight on that policy. It's been taken care of. OK, why go and why be the out of town agitator? The very thing that the right says the left does. Well, what are you doing here, Pence? You're, you're going to hold an event and, and stir stuff up that really isn't even an active issue in a desperate attempt to find some constituency. Nikki Haley's a little different situation, but she's really starting from scratch in Iowa because, yes, she was the U.N. ambassador. She was ambassador to the United Nations from the U.S. She was the governor of South Carolina. Uh, we got a lot of governors who come through here. Okay, that's, that's nice and good for her. Um, but, again, you're going to have to start from scratch. Pompeo has a similar issue, and he's been here as if it's his second home. Tim Scott uh, comes here regularly, uh, and he will be coming back again. Those names all, by the way, were top of mind because, you know, this. welcome to February in Iowa the year before a caucus and they none of them have a natural base and they're hoping to find one here and i i don't know i don't know where they're going to find it
0: i think let's look at the issue itself the transgender issue because you brought it up in, in 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 the way you brought it up it just it dawned on me what you were saying they've lost abortion i mean abortion's you know they really can't argue it's been overturned and you know in their own states they can make it as illegal as they want to make it mm-hmm. it's not an issue they need to get That far-right Christian element jazzed up about the the base because those are the most loyal foot soldiers they can have in a presidential election. That is – I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. This is the whole point about the transgender thing is they're trying to find an issue that will get that extreme far-right Christian base excited. But I'm not sure if transgender – you know students being able to legally discriminate against transgender students in school districts and tormenting kids and being able to legally bully them i don't know if that's necessarily something that's going to resonate as well as as the anti abortion you know message did
1: it's great in the abstract for them okay and what what i mean by that is you can say parents should have the right to information about their minor child okay that sentence and I heard what you said about your kids going to the doctor. And, and again, you're a parent. I'm not. So I, I, don't, I don't play in that, in that field. But that sounds like a good talking point. But it's when you get down to the brass tacks. And it's very difficult for there to be the widespread agitation on something that may not be an issue where the individual happens to live. And again, the out-of-town agitator thing, I don't think wears well. Now, I'm not offering an opinion about the policies of that particular school. I do know that any school that has no policy or any school that says parents are going to be notified, quote, unquote, notified, all the counselor has to do, all the teacher has to do as a mandatory reporter is contact human services and say, this child is at fear for repercussion from home, and it's game over. Okay, now I'm simplifying all of it. And again, I'm not, what I'm saying is, if they didn't have the school policy, you could still protect the kid. But this is political opportunism, no different than when the governor up for re-election last year and a member of Congress up for re-election last year organized a meeting with parents to get them fired up about this issue. Now, as it turned out, neither one of those politicians was in trouble come Election Day. They both got more than 60% of the vote. But again, it, it feels like opportunism, and I just don't think it's going to wear well. Issue notwithstanding, optics I don't think are going to wear well, Matt, at all.
0: Well, and then the other issue was gay marriage. And yeah, you've had some Republicans saying we need to revisit this. And Clarence Thomas said that they want to revisit this. I don't think the conservative justices on that court want to, though, because even in Republican – I'll just talk about the large metro area that I'm in right now. Even when you get to the tertiary suburbs, it's a fairly pro-gay crowd. And you know, so you if you, you know, you're out in kind of the, the the suburbs that vote Republican, and they're like, okay, wait a minute here. We, we 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 work with people who are gay. Our friends are gay. We've got family members that are gay. No, we're not going to 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 go along with this. So they've lost that issue. They're trying to make transgender some sort of you know rallying point. The reality is, is correct me if I'm wrong, because I can't. I, I'm thinking about what. Christian social issue they could bring forward that can resonate like you know their their anti-roe v wade messaging was for all those years there's not I mean they really kind of have to step back and reimagine how they're going to approach this correct
1: oh I, I think so yeah. I think so because again there was a mobilizing issue a mobilizing issue for 49 years yeah they raised money they were able to do all manner of things and it doesn't have the same sting when you say as a right-wing Republican Raise money, give me money so that we can make sure that they don't overturn the overturning. That's no argument. yeah, I mean, you know it doesn't it doesn't resonate. Saving babies from a certain death that can resonate, all right? I mean, if that's that's the phraseology we're using, I there there is no issue other than broad moral direction of the country. Now, if you're a Republican, you could say, um, I, I don't like, um, all of the public, uh, transgender. I don't love all the in your face sort of thing, et cetera, et cetera, said that that's their terminology. Okay. But that's broad, right? Mm-hmm. And right. if you, and that's hard to win. That's hard to make a sale on something broad. But if you can point to one school district's policy that you don't really even understand, but it's a talking point, yeah, you're right. That's all that is there. I think that those who want to win the, Christian conservative vote if they simply say increased morality and you interpret that however you want that's that potentially is an issue but again it doesn't have the same uh, the same legs as something specific i do want to mention when you're yeah. talking about the overturning of rovers or, uh, on gay marriage iowa was one of the first states in the union to legalize same gender marriage indeed and we were and and This goes back, I think, um, five to eight years before same-gender marriage was legal. A district judge in Iowa granted a same-gender divorce. Now, you may say, how in the world can that be? And my answer to that is what I think should let everybody just take a, a breath back on the whole issue. It was a couple that was married, and I think two women, I think married, in a state that allowed it. They then moved to Iowa. Well, then they wanted to get a divorce because of the full faith and credit clause in the Constitution that Iowa District Court judge in Sioux City had to grant their divorce even though their marriage would not have been consummated. Uh, Their their marriage, they couldn't get married. But they could get divorced because it was a legal marriage from another state. Mm -hmm. So the reason why Iowa's granting of same-gender marriage came about is, frankly, taxation. Because you're you're providing a benefit to married couples that you don't provide to single couples. And that's human. Single humans. So, if you are giving a man and a woman as a married couple a tax benefit, you have to give it to a woman and a woman, or a man and a man. And I say human because you remember what we heard when that uh, Supreme Court decision was handed down in Iowa. Well, now people will be marrying their dogs. Dogs aren't human. Nope. Okay, and, so, yeah, but, and, that, so, and that was
0: the fear stuff. That, that was the absolutely. fear stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. But
1: that's the point about why the Supreme Court does not want to take up this issue, Matt, because this has to do with the government giving a marriage license to two individuals. And it confers upon those individuals then other benefits. And if you deny it to a same-gender couple you're going to have to get rid of the legal institution of marriage altogether. Now, I'm not saying I agree or disagree. I'm just saying that's the fact well, it based is. on legal interpretation.
0: Well, and here's the deal. I'm going to go back to the point you made after that, which that was you know very well stated. The the The, the reality is, is this. If they're going to try to do this on social issues, you talked about the one school district in Iowa. They, yep. they could try to find one thing in each state. They get off the plane. Yep. What am I upset about? I'm upset about a water processing plant. Okay, now we're upset about the water processing plant. Get back in the plane. Go to a new state. I'm upset at the school district. Get on, get on a plane. i Upset about an abortion policy. That's, that's, that maybe that's where the Republicans go with their outrage meter. It just has to be much more localized because no one in Iowa cares what Minnesota is doing. No one in Minnesota cares what Iowa is doing. So you can't rally up the base in Minnesota because did you see what they're doing down there in Iowa? We don't care. So it, it, I think that that's where it's going to end up going. We got to take a break. I want to come back. I want to talk about Nikki Haley because I don't think she's got a chance uh, as well. And maybe get to Ron DeSantis as well. 952 946 6205. 952 946 6205. We'll take a break. Come on back the Matt McNeil Show on a Wednesday. <laughs> AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. It's the Matt McNeil Show. Jeff Stein joining us with his weekly visit. Uh, Jeff, Nikki Haley, I I'm, don't disagree with her at all. I think she's right in the sense being that she that the Republican Party needs to take a new direction. Just for the point, what, what we just pointed out in the last hour, or the last segment, which was that this is a a party that's kind of lost their, their driving momentum and they're trying to find something to, to, to catch fire again. And it doesn't look like it's going to happen like this. But the reality is is I think Nikki Haley sees that the politics of alienating other groups is not working. You had to have much more of a traditional Reagan Republican moderate voice. So that's what she's trying to do. I don't think if, if she can't read the room, I'll, I'll be blunt. I don't think she has a chance in a primary because, as you said, for many years, the primary is about finding the person that appeals to the far extreme right or the left, depending on which party. And the reality is she just doesn't have the chops, I think, to 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 win over the far right Republicans.
1: At this point, the only person who has a chance of denying Donald Trump the nomination other than Donald Trump uh, is Ron DeSantis. The others are just kind of positioning in case the Trump House of Cards falls apart and they want to be ready. And I stated this a week ago, but not very artfully, so I'll be quick and hopefully smarter about it. Back in 92, everybody thought H.W. Bush was unbeatable, and a lot of the top Democrats did not run in 92. And then that led to Bill Clinton getting the nomination. I mean, you had Songus. You had McGovern. Okay, I mean, it, it was one of these where it's a throwaway. Well, a funny thing happened. Bush's popularity failed because of the economy. Clinton was in position. He won the nomination and then served eight years. And so for some of these people, it's like, what do I got to lose? I got no other paying gig. So let's let my pack. Send me around the country, and maybe lightning will strike. Maybe I'll get to be the number two. Maybe, 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 maybe. But Nikki Haley does not have any sort of a great constituency here. Pompeo has a better chance because of the evangelical right connections he already had. Uh, Pence has burned his bridge with those. Tim Scott's trying hard, but, um, you know, again, he's a senator from South Carolina, and he's got friends in this state. But that's a broader uh, national issue about whether it's time for someone with his experience level.
0: The DeSantis issue. Uh, today, okay. there's a story floating around. Apparently, he, was, he said um, it was a joke. The schools pulled the Roberto Clemente book off the shelves. The reality is I went and looked at analysis. The way that they wrote that law, basically, it doesn't give any guidance about what is off limits. And so quite literally, the school district yanked off every book about a black individual or a minority individual because they didn't want to be seen as pandering to the woke mob. And so and he's trying desperately to say, go look at the school district, go look at the school district. We didn't say this, but his defense of this, you know, it's. I mean, I think he would have been better off if he would have come out and said, yeah, I mean, the school districts are entitled to pull off all those books. If they don't feel the Roberto Clemente book is wrong, I would to pull it off. But they can do that. That would have been the answer for that would appeal to the far right and the, that uh, that he's trying to appeal to. But the reality is, is he stumbled that badly.
1: No, I think you're right. And he's trying to stay low profile through the legislative session and not make any announcement about presidential ambitions until May or June. The question is, will he be able to keep his head down, not stumble nationally before that deadline that he has imposed?
0: I think Trump will try to destroy him, frankly. I really do. All he has. All (laughs) he has. You got Uh, Absolutely. Uh, Find Jeff's books over at Next Chapter Books. I'll post the Iowa Politics Report a little bit later on. Jeff, outstanding as always. We will talk to you next week. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. Good to see you. Good to see you, my friend. Uh, Hour two. That's coming up next.